Welcome to Toffee TV. We are continuing the season review. And we're on to the strikers. Attackers. Let's call them attackers. Attackers. Well, that, that kind of... Attackers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> attackers. Uh, yeah, this is our... I mean, before we go on to the players themselves, it's a bit of our, but a, but a weak area, isn't it, really? Just a little bit, yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, the camera's on you and I'm talking, which is tremendous. Um, yeah, there is a weak area, I think. You know what was... Dead I haven't had a proper like full look at the Premier League table mm. since we survived, and I was looking at it. No, I was looking at it today, and I think Everton's um, goal difference yeah. is actually I think is like the best out the bottom six, bar Leicester. Mm. Ironically, I haven't conceded that many, but the likes of Chelsea, Chelsea won three more games than Everton. Mm. Things like that. And when you look where the deficiency was in our team, it was scoring goals. If you look at goals conceded, Everton wasn't too bad really, yeah. but. It just shows like this, and we'll go into each one now, but this is the area where we said it, everyone said it, didn't he? This, it was glaringly obvious in August and on both deadline days that we were going to be short in this area, and that's exactly how it played out. Yeah. And when you think about it, Jack, I mean, we will go into it, but the combined figures of the players really should be one player. You know, for all the numbers we'll look at now, mm. it should be one player that should and be one player's output. That's what I'm it? saying. It should be, and that should be like almost, <laughs> almost like in a top side. That would be your second or your third, um, your third attacker. Never mind. Yeah. And it, uh, uh, and this season has been. I mean, we scored the least amount of goals in the Premier League, and and that to me focuses very quickly on everything that needs to be done for next season. Yeah. You know, you can before you look at any other position. It's it's in that it's in that final third. And Southampton took that on last day, didn't he? Went above us with them four against Liverpool, but yeah. yeah. But no, we've got a player on seven goals, and he's done very well getting them seven goals. But that's more than he's ever got before. But to us, he's our top scorer with seven goals. Yeah, a team like Everton, and even for a team in our position fighting relegation, that should be higher. Yeah. And then you look the next season, you think, well, he's never got that level of goal scoring before. Was this a one-off? Will he get mm. that again? So you're going, you need minimum two players, really, then, don't you? You're goal scorers. You need a, at least one striker, and you probably want mm. a winger who can chip in a few more goals as well. But then you look into the players you've got there, and we're going to go through the numbers, aren't we? But you can look at all of those players and say, like, you're good enough to have more than that, bar McNeil. Mm. But, you know, like, your Malpays and your likes, you know, you can say what you want about them as players. They've scored more than that before. And you've got to look yeah. at these players and the ones who we know will be here next year and think they've got to give us more next season as well, as well as the hopefully three players we bring in. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, I, I, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I hope they're not here next season because it is our massive weakest point and I don't think some of these can be improved. I honestly don't. I just don't think they're good enough. I just, and I think you have to, you have to draw a line on this one. They probably will be here next season, don't get me wrong, and they have to do more. But we have to add to it so much. But uh, let's get into it. Let's get in. Let's start with my favourite player, Dwight McNeil. Played 38 times, pass accuracy 75%, seven goals, three assists, big chances created, 11. Crosses accuracy is uh, 20, uh, 20%? 26%. 26%. I can't see it. Is is well, I think. 20, well, I mean, is it? Um, but that's, yeah. Well, it's better than 20%. Um, Dwight McNeil, uh, go on, Bass. Dwight McNeil, brilliant end to the season. Uh, Gorham wasn't convinced because mm. not just the attributes we needed mm. because Richarlison had gone out the door. He didn't really have, like yeah. Jack just said there, this was his best output in the season. 
So there was no evidence mm. that he'd done that before. And we were lacking goals. And I wanted a, a faster winger with goals in in him if we were losing to Charleston. He come in, I think it's fair to say, struggling big time in the mm. first half of the season. It looked like the club was... Sounds mad saying it from where we were, but it almost looked like the club was a little bit too big for him at first, and, and the pressure, didn't he? But since Sean Dyke's come in, brilliant, mm. and it, he was. He finished the season so strongly, hard work, uh, goals, added goals, mm. assists. Can he do better? I actually think he can at that age. I think mean, twenty-two. I th- this has to be the bar now. This has to be his, mm. his level. It's got to be. It's that six, seven, eight goals he's got to be getting. Don't forget, most of that was born out of really good form for half a season. You know, we added a few goals in the first half of the season, but his performances were really improved in the second half of the season. So for me, he's set his standard now, and he can't really fall below that. But he, he finished the season so strongly, and uh, we sat here in a bad April, and we're like, who's going to be the talisman? Who's yeah. going to... Pick it up and go with it, like the Charleston did near the end last season. And to be fair, it was Dwight McNeil. Yeah. Um. So a really good end to the season for him, yeah. Yeah, I think for McNeil, I think one of the reasons, and I'm not trying to discredit me, but one of the reasons why he has, I'd say, so many goals, but you know, so many compared to the rest of the team of seven, is because a lot of our attacks went through him, especially in that second half of the season. And I would like to see if there's a number four, what percentage of our attacks went through Dwight McNeil because he became our outlet. Mm. became the player we play through and it might be a case of if we strengthen and we bring in two forwards this window maybe Dwight McNeil gets less goals simply because we rely on him less and we're going through him less and you know we're still not going to have a massive amount of chances but they then they'll fall to other players so maybe he does get less but in terms of what he's done this season overall like he started the season poorly you're allowed to say that but in terms of what he's finished the season with in his numbers you can't really ask for more if he's gone above what he's ever done before mm. he scored some very important goals and like you say he was the one who stepped up and he you know he, he carried the mantle as much as he was capable of he was the top scorer at the end of it yeah that was only seven goals but that's more goals than anyone else in the side so you know he's worked to his full ability you couldn't have asked him to work any harder and he's the one who stepped up and you know without his goals without him on the pitch we're potentially the most sadder position right now aren't we played every you know 38 games there mm. um, really good you know worked hard give everything whether it, you know give more than his ability at times and performed and that he's 22 so he's, there's a room to grow as well I actually think better teams have those numbers so I, I'm not looking for him to drop off because we move other people we use other people. I'm looking for him to do that again and possibly get more. Mm. And that is winding his left foot up, isn't it? Brentford goal, you know, sat my season ticket seat, was right behind it as it hit him, it was in. Them kind of shots, Fulham, he followed it up with another one, edge of the box, mm. get it out your feet, it? he's got that left foot, use it, get more shots in. And hopefully if you get then a, you get strikers in the penalty area and another wide player running in, his assists will get up as well. So, you're, you know, you're absolutely right. But I just think for me, I hope that this is the beginning for him of being that performer at that level. Only time will tell, yeah. of course it will. But he he had a really good end to the season. No, he did. He, he did. I, I still I think there's loads to go because absolutely yeah. because um, he had you know he scored seven. He had two of them in the first half of the season. I do think don't forget the other goal at Brighton off the keeper. It was no, created no. by him Listen, as well. Wasn't it? I do think Anthony Gordon leaving was also a huge moment for yeah. him. Because he cleared the path for him to play every week. Mm. I don't think 
Frank Lampard knew what to do for the best. No. I don't think he knew. I think playing more and more games, being left in the side, being important, having an important role, you know, things like the set pieces for for Dice and just Dice probably just talking to him. He looked massively out of his place. I still and I don't I actually don't actually care. My opinion is it was still I don't think it was still a good signing in terms of I always think you should replace a player with a better player, right? If you can. I mm. I still feel like that and I, I nothing will change my mind on that. Mm. Nothing. But he's ma- but, but what I would say is he grew massively in the second half of the season. He started taking responsibility. He didn't look like a lost little boy, which I thought he did in the first half of the season. I was very critical of him being poor because he was poor. No, he he was, was massively, Sean massively Dyke, poor. Sean Dyche, yeah. if your manager comes in who knows him and yeah. turns around and says, yeah. he, was, he, was, he watched all the stuff, he said he, was, yeah. he, was, he didn't perform they didn't, very well. No, and the, my, my argument as well is, they didn't have a plan for him. They didn't no. know what to do with him. Mm. They bought him in and like gone, oh God, because we can buy this fella because we can put four million quid down for him or five million quid mm-hmm. for him so he suits us. But he didn't know what to do with no. him. That's why I thought it was a terrible signing. And 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 sure, the only way that was actually fixed was Sean Dyche. I don't think it would have been changed any other way. Um, and again, when I've been critical of him and critical of the signing, they're the reasons. And I still stand by them. Because it was just like, well, you've got this player and then you're going from that player and they were like, they're not similar to each other. It's a lot of that was done with our recruitment, though. No, I know, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm glad that got double figures every year That's not criticising the, that's not criticizing the player, that's criticising the club. Mm. What he did second half was, he took responsibility for it, he gained more confidence, the goal started to come, the, got, the hard work started to show, yep. playing in the same position every single week. And I do think what he's showing now is that he belongs as an Everton player. Mm. You can see that now. And that is that's where I would pat him on the back. Yeah, yeah. Forget about like, you know, adding goals. The goals the goals came because of that, because he suddenly felt felt like he belonged. But the goals were vital. Right? And 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 people got behind him. People got behind him and saw the hard work and so he started relishing that. And i and that is that is hugely down to him and Sean Dyche for taking that responsibility so well done to him mm. you know I still as I said I still look at the situation with it all and think it wasn't the sign mm. but he's come through that and I think that shows a brilliant level of um, professionalism commitment commitment yeah. to doing what to, to change things mm. um, and I look at him now and, I, and you know if you look at my you know if you look at my uh, start 11s last season and his, how his numbers went up I think he's. I think he's massively, massively got better, improved uh, game by game, and that that's a good thing because. Well, obviously it's a good thing. We want him to do better. Getting the seven goals was huge, um, and and I and also and this 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 is hugely important as well. You look at like reasons why he was bored, putting the ball in the box, having Dominic Carvalhoon in there. That was that wasn't there for a lot of the no, season. No, so I think I, I think when he was in the team. I think um, Frank Lampard didn't actually know what to do with him because Dominic Alvin wasn't there. Mm. He was like, what do I do with this player? I've got Mopai playing up front, so what do I do with him? And I think that also st- stunted it. And again, that goes back to poor recruitment. Because he wasn't explosive mm. in terms of picking the ball up and running with it, mm. it was a case he couldn't use him as a wide... F- it was almost like you could see him. I, mean, I think Dwight McNeil felt it as well. It was like almost like... Like what's my role? And then yeah, role, when Sean Dyke's coming, then all of a sudden he's picking the ball up and travelling with the ball, and he looked he looked two yards quicker in the second half of the season. In the first half, 
looked laboured as runner. He looked slow, and you were like, "Why have we bought someone who's got no history of scoring goals? Doesn't look like he's got any kind of mm. pace. Isn't crossing? You know, we told his left foot was good. He was overhitting things and all that, mm. and it was, you know, it did all turn around for him. And that's I, um, fair play to him, and he finished yeah. the season brilliant. So my player ratings for the season, his player rating was five point seven four, but his player ratings under Lampard were four point seven. And his player ratings under Dice was 6.57. So oh, it jumped up massive, massively. Points, yeah. Massively. Um, and, and fair play to him. Fair, absolutely fair play to him. On, a, on sofa score, he was one of only three Adam players who got above seven. Mm. So he got 7.06. Obviously, the goals make a big difference. But that just shows that he, 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 was, he was one of the top players. So fair play you to him. You mentioned not playing with Carl Bert Lewin as well. I mm. think the first time I actually played him on the left, not asking him to be a, a right winger, he cuts inside yes. on his left, which isn't his game. No, not I at think all. the first time we played him on the left, we took Dom out the team. It's like you finally <laughs> put McNeil in his role where, you know, his job's to cross, stay on his left foot. You know, he's he's not taking on people as much. Mm. And then, like, Carl Bert Lewin, who's, you know, his own roles, but heading the ball in the back of the net, he's mm. good in the air, and he comes out the team. Do you think there's more to come from him in terms of not playing as a wide player, though? Because I did notice there was times in the season where he was coming inside a little bit of times. And not necessarily coming off the wing, just more his position was a little bit more tucked in. Narrow. And I and I thought that actually helped, um, helped with a few more of his natural abilities i don't think he's a particularly good runner with the ball like when he when he runs at people i don't think he he knows what his destination is a lot of the time so he tends to run into people i mean you've seen that loads through the first half season yeah he pickers he just have his head down and run i thought but, that did improve but i thought half. second i thought second half season when he was tucked in a little bit more um you could see a few more touches getting it getting giving it, getting it back, and then maybe getting a shot off around, around the, the centre of the area. But don't forget, he, he started his career, as a, he was a centre mid, mm. and Burnley, because he wasn't in the game enough, Burnley pushed him wide, because he'd go missing a little bit. And that was what he was growing up, what he was at Manchester United when he was a kid, he was a centre midfield player. Everton used him, for Frank Lampard played him centre mid in Australia, yeah. and he was he had a very good game in Celtic, no, when they beat, I don't know if they beat West and Sydney Wonders, whatever, but that's where he played and his passing range come into it then. So, mm. And don't forget, he went and done an admiral job at, at left back and left wing back at the mm. end of the season when oh, we yeah. didn't see it. So, there is more, I think there is more to come from. I think he's the fact he can do a couple of positions is big. You might be right, other times he may play as one of three, one of three mm. in midfield, that's almost like an eight, yeah. but I think what you'd need there is you'd need a, a Left back, who can get up and yeah. down a little bit, a bit more attacking left back. But if he did go in, it's almost like a double eight in the midfield. If, if Everton got a little bit better and were a bit more settled, then you could you could he, still have a left forward as well. He you? also looked hugely fitter under Dyche as well. Yeah, that's what I'm he saying. He looked incredibly more, Yeah, he looked incredibly fitter, yeah. and I think with that fitness came maybe that little extra bit of pace and as a well, bit of confidence, yeah. um, and obviously the confidence as mm. well. So done well. No, done he well. did. He done very well. He done very well. He turned he turned it round, and he's got to keep that. But obviously, set with... the standards. No, that's yeah. up to him now to take it forward, and, and only by demanding that the likes of him improve on that will Everton improve. Mm. You can't go. Had a great season last year. Oh, he's not very good this season. He's got to go right. I want to do better than I did last season. And if all of them do that, we'll we'll have a better season. Let's move on to Mari Gray. Played plenty five times, did he really? Mm. Uh, pass accuracy eighty one percent. Six goals, uh, one assist. 
five big chances created and cross cross and accuracy twenty one percent. So uh, he's a he's an enigma, isn't he? Great, he scores goals like he did the one that the Etihad had. Um, can create can create a lot of good opportunities, but. At other times, he's such a frustrating player, and you understand why he's had the career he's had because he just just comes and goes. Yeah, I I look slightly differently at Damari Gray. I think probably than some other people. If that, I just look and think we got him for one and a half million quid. He got seven goals last season, no competitions. I think it was or six. He's got six again this season. I think he carries a threat. I think he's got. I've said that before, at times he's almost got Champions League ability with championship decision-making with him. You know, he, he does some tremendous bits of driver people and he'll go round one and then his pass is terrible or he'll blaze it wide. Or And then other times he does that thing which is so frustrating. He'll get 1v1 and he'll stop running. He slows it down. He slows it right down and you go, mate, you've got that. the full-back on the run. Run past him. You've got the pace to take him on. Take him on and just get it. When he when he does it, when he simplifies his game and he goes beyond him and puts a cross in, he's massively dangerous. You know, you look and go, wow, what a great ball. He's really dangerous. Yeah. And he's probably another one who hasn't benefited from having a centre-forward in the box. Do you know what I mean? If like Last season, I went under Benitez right at the very start when Dom and mm-hmm. Richarlison were there. He looked really dangerous in the opening few games. And yeah. then... So, I... He is frustrating, don't get me wrong. And sometimes I look at him and his attitude and I think, you actually asked, do you care? Then other times he, he, he does quite well. I think the frustration with him is the fact that you just think you could do so much more and he mm. probably gets away with it because his fee was so late. And you go, you know what, for 1.5 million, we've got more than enough for that. So, so it's okay, so we don't need to get on your back as such. It's not like a 30 million player who's inconsistent. You are what you are, you're cheap and you perform sometimes. But... It's just annoying because he did the same exact thing last season where there was a spell where he looked like a world beater, where he looked like a quality player, like a real bargain. Mm. And you think, yeah, you know, you've got 10 goals in your lock-up as you're good enough, but he does have the ability for that. But it's the the decision-making and the inability to mix it up sometimes as well, I think. No, uh, you're, you know, them. with your decision-making, you're absolutely right, though, because if you remember back too early in the season, Nottingham Forest at home, there's a long ball from Pickford in the 90th minute. His first touch is world class because mm. he just kicked dead out of his feet and equalises. A week later at Brentford, we're 1-0 up mm. and he's clean through with the goalie and all he has to do is dink it for 2-0. And he hesitates, it's hesitates and, them, and tries to... T- and then loses. And it's like those moments. He got a goal robbed off him at Leeds. Yeah. He's onside. And it, I think they actually said he was onside. Got chalked off. But you're right, it, 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 is that, it is that thing where you look, you get six goals and you go, you should have ten, because the chances you get, you're already scoring some. Mm. But you're absolutely right, Jack, that I'm saying I look at them and go, well, you know what, for one half million, but that really shouldn't mean my standards drop. I, I still should be thinking, you should be hitting double figures, and, and you can't do it, mate, go and sit on the bench. I'm happy for you to sit on the bench as a squad player. Everton need better. Yeah, there's two ways of looking at it, isn't there? If you just look at the transfer fee and you go, what is it, 12 goals across two seasons, mm. 1.5 million in today's market is very good. If you look at Damari Gray's ability as a footballer, at 12 goals across two seasons, he could have close to double that. Mm. 
he does have the ability. He's blessed with pace as well, and he can hit them against Strike Man City, against Arsenal. Mm. People forgetting that Arsenal game as well. He nearly scored the same exact goal a few minutes later mm. at the bar, didn't he? Like the abilities there, he can hit them. He got the delivery when he's told to use it. He's got someone to aim at. It's just where is this consistently? Yeah. Is it a coaching mm. it's thing? Like is said, it though? That's why he's had the career he's had, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Because no one's been able, it seems, to get it out. I also think it, probably him and McNeil share the same position as well. Yeah, both left like sided, aren't they? They're both and coming in on his right foot, so that doesn't help either. Yeah, and again, I don't know whether Lampard quite knew what to do, to do with him. And mm. yeah, he had I, injuries as well. I get the, I get the, I get the one and a half million thing. I just, it's just still frustrating. Isn't that it? shouldn't, but you're right. No, it shouldn't, but it's that shouldn't really for me. I, I'm saying I look at it slightly different, but it shouldn't really. Matter how much is fears he's plays in our first team, and so we, we, we need yeah, better. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a, that's a that's a yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? That's what we've said consistently over these videos. It's like you can say you can go, oh, they should have done better, but if you start having five, six, seven players and you're going, they shouldn't really be in the first team, that sort of points to where we are, isn't yeah. it? And that's the problem, isn't it? So, um, do you think, I, sorry, just to finish on him, do you not think that he could occupy the right at times? Because I thought under Benitez, when he did have some spells out there. He looked a threat. He looked dangerous, beating the man one v one and crossing it. But I just don't think he's. I just don't think you've got to. You've got to play that consistency card. I mean, yeah. you've got to look at it and go. If you can't play consistency over twenty five games yeah. at least, then what are you? What are you going to do for us? What are you going to? What are you really offering? We're off. you what you're offering then is someone who comes off the bench, mm. and we haven't got that. We haven't got that, that other that player, have we? Up, yeah. And then you go, well, maybe someone who needs to play himself into form. And it's like, well, we haven't. We haven't got the other players. To take up the load, so it it, it yeah you need, we need better we yeah, need better. No, I give him um, five point five nine okay. for the for for my for the average. Okay, there are different much between Dyche and Lampard. I haven't got those stats. Uh, he got six. Point, I can't imagine there would be. He got six point eight four off sofa score, which was one of the top scores. Is it yeah? Sofa score, man, you're a man. Well, they, they look at you're doing it through your eyes and emotion, obviously, and they're doing it through an algorithm that says if you get a goal, it's bigger. So, yeah. but I, like I say, but don't forget he did it. He did a decent job as a centre forward when we needed it, and he should never have really had to do that. But he was all right in some games, and the way How many we penalties played, did he score? two was it or three? Two wasn't it? Forest and Chelsea. Did he have another? I don't think he had another one. Did he? Did he score in Chelsea a penalty? Not Chelsea. Forest and Forest Brighton. Brighton. No. Brighton? Brighton at home. Yeah, Chelsea. Forest and yeah. uh, Brighton at home the last seconds, yeah. yeah. Let's think... move on. Ellis Sims. 11 games, one goal, no assist. Big chances missed one. Big chances created zero. Um, who did get the penalty, I think? Did he get the penalty for for, for Gray? Or did he set the penalty No, he played up? the ball played through. Played the ball through, didn't he? Sorry. Um, come back in January, it sort of... <sighs> It sort of told us what, what the situation was, which led to, obviously, a lot of worry, um, which is not his fault. He was having a good season at Sunderland. 7-17, didn't he? Doing very, very well, scoring different kinds of goals. They brought him back to have a little look at him. That ended up being keeping him. Mm. Um, one big goal, as we said, against Chelsea, well, the one goal, but... I don't know, Baz, what, what have you made of his half a season? Because the manager didn't seem to be, obviously, seem too, too enamoured to get him in the team. 
Yeah. Um, I think he averaged when we looked. I think it was nineteen minutes. I think. Yeah. Over his eleven through nineteen minutes, so each performance. So, um, I think he was a little. I think he was treated a little bit unfairly. Mm. In he was started at Old Trafford. He started at Anfield. Yeah. In two and you know two games that we weren't gonna have a lot of the ball off, and he did miss an absolute shitter at Old Trafford at nil nil. Remember? Yeah, he did. Which yeah. he should have scored. Um, but his goal at Chelsea was excellent. I think he's a he's a young player in terms of experience wise, but he is twenty two. Yeah. The same age as Dwight McNeil, who we just praised, and Richarlison at twenty two was banging all sorts of goals in and won the Copa America and all that. Mm. So for Ellis, obviously, it's a, it's a different pathway. I think I'm a bit frustrated that the manager chose Maupai over him after he'd scored at Chelsea yeah. to start against the likes of Fulham at home, mm. which I think Sims would have done all right against. Yeah. But I'm also frustrated by Ellis when I watch him. Like, he came on against Bournemouth in a game where it was run your bollocks off. Because we just need to battle for yeah. that last... He come on with 10 minutes to go and it was obviously 10 minutes injury time. And when he's pressing, he just jogs. And I, I, that annoys me. Yeah. As, a, as a young footballer trying to make your way in the game and prove yourself, you should be running around like a lunatic. Mm. It's when they're at the back because you're going to get your breath at the minute you force them to play out. And there's little moments, <laughs> I think, why Sean Dykes wouldn't play him. And it is that thing. His hold-up play's not great. No. But I do feel if you play them in games like Fulham at home, we create a chance. Don't forget Malpai missed two, basically, yeah. open goals that day, which I think Sims would have scored both of them. So I think he may well have got us goals in games had he started mm. and had more of a chance. But then the manager sees him five days a week. We don't. Mm. I, we're, I'm just going, well, he's a bigger, he's a bit more dominant Calvert-Lewin-like, therefore he might suit mm. Everton. Where Neil Malpai, not necessarily always his fault, didn't yeah. I think the thing with Sims is I think he might be a little bit of a late bloomer. I know he's not old or anything already, but mm. normally if a, if a player's got it, they're showing it by 22. Yeah. Normally, I think Ellis Sims will be a competent Premier League striker in a few years. But if you've watched him at any level, it's always took him a while to get up to speed. Even at under-18 level, when he was scoring goals for fun, he, looked, he still looked a bit lost on the pitch, didn't really know his role. He knows he put, how to finish. He knows how to he knows finish. knows how to put the ball in it. Everything else in terms of awareness on the pitch, hold-up play, knowing how and when to press. I think for a while, and this is a consequence of how our youth system was run, he was allowed to just get by off being a bit better physically than everyone else at his age group. Mm. So he was a bit like a senior player playing at a kid's level because he's so stocky and he mm. had a decent pace for that level. He went up to the under-23s level and scored goals, but he still looked poor in terms of areas of his general play. Still looked like he just didn't really know his role on the pitch when he wasn't on the ball. He just seemed to wonder a bit aimlessly. And then, you know, he, he goes into League One and does well. really turns up towards the end of his loan spell there. does the same thing in Scotland. At Sunderland, he started okay, went a few games out of goal, then started getting the goals again, and we bring him back. I think it takes him a while to really build up to the level he's playing at because he's not really had much coaching other than, all right, you're bigger and stronger than these, get past them and score. And he's obviously got his natural goal scoring uh, ability and awareness that the strikers either have or they don't. But in terms of his performance for Everton this season, I just feel a little bit sorry for him because he shouldn't be playing at this level. Mm. And obviously we had to bring him back as we needed some sort of striker and he scored... 
a goal that ended up being quite important for Big us. Point, so, you know, yeah. maybe you can say it was the right decision to bring him back, but circumstances never should have got to the point where he was coming in the team. He wasn't ready. No, I agree. I, I don't think he's anywhere near ready. And if he is going to become a competent Premier League player, it won't be with Everton. No, I, I think, think he'll need. I think he'll. What he'd need to do is, I think he'd need to go into the championship and come up with a team, and then play twenty-five games with that team and get better there week and week week. We can't. We. I don't think we can afford to offer him because I think we'd end up getting relegated. If that was, or we'd be a relegation team again because it just. And the manager clearly looks at similar because he just. I. But it did baffle me, Baz. Like you said, there. Why are you playing big away games, starting and not getting a start at Goodison? That ba- that's baffling. Don't, help them, I don't it? understand what the manager sees there. That, like, whether it's like, well, and I'm feeling not going to have loads of the ball. So all I want you to do is when when we do kick it down, just chase it. That's all it it's looked like, didn't it? Though, it? Yeah, that's um, that's all it looked like. Whereas maybe you think, well, of course we'll have more play, and he'll have to drop in and be a link playing. Or I don't get that. I don't get that. But I think that's stopping his progression, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I think we got it badly wrong by bringing him back. But then. What can you say? Needs must, didn't he? So he's got the goal at Chelsea. He's got as many goals as Malpac. Yes. And it was a very, very important goal um, to get his 2 2. And and it's a lovely goal. And you always had that going past Kula Bali, one of the best defenders in the world. So it's old. So um, we'll have to see what comes next, whether we can get people in and say, right, you can move now to whether it be on loan or permanent somewhere. There'll be Sunderland will be looking, Blackburn, I, I've heard, you know, we've heard, mm. are interested. So, um, yeah, difficult season for him, but... But he'll be all the better for it. Yeah. He's had 11-odd games in Everton's first team. He's, he's, you know, he's had, he his three not... starts have been Chelsea away, Manchester United away, Liverpool away, and doesn't get any harder. And now he, gets in the, he can play in the Masters League now. He, he has qualified for the Masters League. The Masters he can League. always say he scored as many goals as Neil Mopai, so... <laughs> I think the thing to do is going to be, though, if you do let him go, is just, you know, get the future clause in there and say, OK, Sam, if he gets promoted, you get this X yeah. amount of money, or, you know, if you sell him to a Premier League team yeah. three years down the line after he's just got 20 goals in the championship, that's, Seven, yeah. Seven. that's, that's the ideal thing, yeah, though, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I give him 5.59. But obviously, he played only played 11 games, so... You got 6.62 off sofa score. But again, a goal... Skew with that, and obviously, let's look at everyone's favorite striker, Nial Mopai, as Ned calls him. 29 games, one goal, one assist, seven chances, big chances, sorry, missed, big chances created, zero. And it is that big chances missed one that is haunting him. Obviously, scored against West Ham, got us three points, big three points. They're the three points that kept us up. Um, big goal, big goal. And you thought, right, he's he come in the Mayside derby. Missed a big chance. You know, he, he couldn't play at Leeds because it was a bank holiday, obviously. Standard. Off, yeah. Standard. Scored that goal West Ham. You think, oh, he's, he's up to speed now. And that was it. Never got that was, that was it. Never got another goal. Never got a sniff after that, really. Just in and out the team. When he was in, he missed big chance. The style had to change when he played. It, it's it's on... It's one of the most baffling signings Everton have ever made, considering considering what he was coming in for, which was to be Dominic Dominic Cavalier's understudy. Just crazy, crazy signing. Just completely didn't fit what we need, does he? He's not that style of striker at all. He plays in a completely different way, and 
you can go on all day about oh he doesn't play to his strengths and play him in the right system. He still missed seven big chances. Yeah. Still a striker, any striker should be burying big chances. That's how it works. They'll all miss a couple. They shouldn't be missing seven. You shouldn't be finishing the season with one goal. One goal. That's that's what a centre back gets. Yeah, he mean scored more against Wolves than what in two games. In two games, yeah. Yeah. But you know, you can you can say he's not been played in the right system and everything. But what that says there, he's had eight big chances. Mm. So that he could be on eight goals still yeah. and that's that's a good return. That'd make him our top goal scorer. That yeah. just shows even if he's not in the right system. Take that aside, he's not. But they have big striker. chances though. What about all the half chances? What about all the Goals all, all the times the ball got slid in front of him and he never made the run? What about they're the one they're the ones for me that are that are more frustrating. Big chances come and go in games. We see that. Harlem misses chances, everyone misses chances. To me it was all the other stuff that annoyed me. It was all the times where the ball got slid in front of him and he's he's he hasn't anticipated and slid in. They're the ones for me that that annoyed me. It was it, it was too much of that. It was him just Dragging round in little circles that annoy me. It's like strikers will miss chances, but if you're not in the end of stuff that comes into the box, um, the Fulham that. game, the two sitters he missed against Fulham at home, that one-one, but Dave, that was it for me. That was the final straw. It was a huge game and a game we all looked at and went, "This is our opportunity." They were, they were on a little bit of a, mm. you know, they plateaued at that time. Didn't have Mitrovic. And we, he had two huge chances at 1-1 and he's trying to dink it over the goalkeeper instead of just smashing it in. Villa at home at 0-0 when we were the better team. McNeil squared the team, he's got the corner the net and he's trying to bend it. Yeah. It's those moments in games where you're right, strikers, but of course they all miss chances. Everyone misses chances, but it is those moments. It's the moments where I'm looking at the average player positions and he's in our half <laughs> as you centre forward. It's, if you're little, then as a centre forward, you should always be on the last man. Yeah. Always, you, you you're not gonna win headers. Do you know what I mean? So therefore, his role should have been like, well, I'll make sure I'm around the penalty spot when we're wide, and he's not slid across. I'm the one that's turning it in. I'm the one that's sucking it over the line. We mm-hmm. we seen it early on, very early on in the derby. Mm-hmm. He had that grey on that run, and we had he had the whole goal to aim at, and he hit it the only place where Allison was. He hit it back to him mm-hmm. instead of putting it in the other corner. And that's sadly for him. I know he scored against West Ham after it, but that's sadly for him summed up as Everton career so far. And the club tried to and move him on in January and he wanted to go and because of obviously the manager getting sacked, he couldn't let a striker go yeah. off the door without having anyone lined up. And he's ended up staying and just, he's not really contributed. Just a really poor signing though, isn't it? I mean, because the lad, the lad himself has scored like, Ten goals last four seasons or something like that. Sure, someone sent me something saying it's he's got one in forty-five Premier League. Games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like he, you know, he he was a, he's a he's a there's a say he's a certain style of striker. But when you you can't be moving from different styles week in and week out, you know, if Dominic Calvert-Lewin gets in you know, on a Friday and you're sticking him in, you're like, well, you've been saying you know we to play in a particular way. And when Don came into the side, we're obviously talking about Don next, but when he came into the side, the the team just suddenly clicked into action like that was the way it was set up to play and it's so so such a strange signing and again one of those ones where they've probably looked at it and gone oh we can get him for a dead small down payment let's just get him because obviously other teams had looked at him but probably gone no we're not paying that for him or we're not prepared to pay, go with his wages and yet we went for it because we were obviously so desperate to bring players in but 
spectacularly hasn't worked out. Brighton, the thing we all said about Brighton for years was they had a proper striker. Yeah. They they cause issues for everyone. And he was the lad he was the And he was the one that he was their striker who they wanted out. And, and we took him when improved. we needed loads of goals. Yeah, and they've massively improved. And they've got rid of him and, and Evan Ferguson yeah. and Matoma and all the yeah. others who've waited. And he did get some decent goal returns at Brighton as well, yeah. but he probably had the same thing then as he if you pulled up his big chances missed at Brighton they'd be high then Brighton's as well loads. and then you take it to Everton where we're making yeah, less, less chances, chances yeah. and he's had um, he's had what eight I... across the point of the season and then you, you're you always going to assume he's going to miss half of his chances yeah. at least aren't you well you should so. start assuming he's going to miss more um, I give him 4.5 for the season <laughs> was he the lowest score in Everton player uh, I am mad he was for you was he I'm going 4.5 lower. Yeah, that's that's definitely the lowest, I think. Yeah. Okay, for sofa score he got six point five six. See, they but, don't they're just but, they're just mad. But other than Tom Davis, he was the lowest score in Everton player. And that's off sofa score. Mm. So kind of goes with fitting yeah, with yeah. your thing of his performances win. Yeah. Right, let's move on Great. to Dominic Carvalhoon finally. Played eighteen times, goals two, assist one. Big chances missed, six big chances created, two. Um, hugely, hugely frustrating season for Dominic Carvalhoon. Obviously, we got him back pre-season, uh, played in the game against Kiev. Gulderson scored. scored in it. Um, and you're, off time, and you're thinking, good times, good times. And then we get the news that, yeah, we get the news that he's not going to be fit. That he's had bad in, that he's got an injury that the rumours were it's going to be like 12 weeks you know quietly and you're just thinking well you better get someone sorted yeah we did get someone sorted um obviously come he's come back a couple of times obviously towards the end of the season what did he string together four games was it five games but just just i don't know i don't know there's just i mean at the beginning of the season i, I said that we should be buying someone to replace Dominic Carvalhoon, not to play behind them. Uh, it'll be second to him. We have to start looking past Dominic Carvalhoon because you can't have centre-forwards who don't play games of football. It's as simple as that. You can't have any players who don't play games of football. Um, I, I, and I don't, the thing about it, Bas, I don't know where we are. I don't know where we are with them because we got him back and then he gets an injury at Wolves and it's a separate injury to other injuries he's had. And... I just don't know where we are with him. I know he's got now the whole summer to, to sort himself out, but that is absolutely no guarantee that we're going to get ever get Dominic Carvalhoon at fitness again. No, and there's no guarantee that he's never going to be fit again. Hmm. He could have had a situation where he's had a situation where he's had two years of injuries and then he recovers and is fit again hmm. for the rest of his career. Who knows? Who knows? But it is that uncertainty. You know, we were... We were in America and he played against Minnesota and he was looking sharp, wasn't mm. he? In that, and you were thinking, right, great, keep that build up going, keep it going. But we knew that he wasn't doing all of the training sessions, which was weird. And he ends up getting injured, having a shot at the end of training. And then that resulted in him, when he did come back, them not allowing him to train fully and not having shots away. And when Sean Dykes come in after he'd been injured again, he was like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him this rest period because he's always been rushed back, and we hope that'll be it. And it looked like it worked a bit, and then he got injured again at Wolves, yeah. and, and he's had the, 
you know, the thigh, the knee, the toe, the hamstring a few times in the last couple of years. And you start looking and going, like, what else can he do? And, and it, listen, the hamstring at Wolves might have just been, he's playing Premier League football again regularly and his body's just, you know, Nathan Patterson got a hamstring injury, very much the same thing at the at interrupted season. But the one thing we would say, well, there's two things. One, when he's fitting in the side, Everton look a totally different team. They're a real mm. threat. They looked a real threat with them Brighton away in particular. Fantastic. Yeah. But you can't count on them. No. And therefore, we went into last season. He got injured four days before the Premier League season started. Mm. And like you said, the initial thing was he's out for 12 weeks. So it was what you get. Sergio Garassi, who ended up going off to Germany, is an amazing, but was six foot three and wanted to come and almost went on straight. In fact, his club let him not train for three days because he thought he was coming here and for whatever reason, Frank Lampard pulled the plug on that and he shouldn't have done because we needed two strikers mm. in as well as Dom. And therefore, this summer, we're doing the same thing. Mm. Now we're, look, we're sat here going, well, we need two strikers to come in and that is almost discounting Dominic Calvert-Loom. Sort of going, you know what? If he's fit, brilliant. He can battle to get in, yeah. but we can't. It's almost can't like, rely on yeah, that. you know, we can't. Given it to John Cena, we can't see you and all mm. that. And, and I'm Which is a big part of it, isn't it? Because he's been, you know, when he got injured, don't forget the week before the break, he got injured against, was it Leicester? And he had three That's different separate injuries. Yeah. Three separate injuries. Back to Fulham. Back to Fulham and he'd done his shoulder popped out. Yeah. His knee was causing yeah. him a problem. He got three separate yeah. injuries. That and wasn't kept... it his hamstring left Yeah, yeah. He'd done three injuries that day. They were like, yeah, we've got to sort that one, that one and that one. Because thankfully, there's a break. And he didn't. What He come back again just around Christmas, didn't he? And, um, City He came away. back to City, didn't City, he? Yeah. So it was, it was really hard, yeah, but... I don't know what you do with them. That's what worries me, though, the fact that it's always constant different injuries. If it was just, for example, his fight and he had a recurring yeah. fight problem, that's still bad. But maybe you hope with, with a surgery you can maybe fix it. It just mm. seems like the lad's entire body is broken. Like his, his muscle tissue and all his yeah. joints are all just written off. And it's not the lad's fault he's always no, injured. But we can't rely on him. It's not his fault we can't rely on him, but we can't. His body just can't handle the pace of it seemingly it might do maybe you know we'll, he'll get lucky and there'll be a spell where he's injury free but we can't bank on that anymore we'll bank yeah. on that for some two players years. do it though you know some players do have that like period in the middle where you go they're injured all the time and then they come they get over it whether, I don't know whether it's change of diet or whatever it is Pilates five times or whatever um, and they come through it, and then they, they manage the body better. And the, and the I think that what's so frustrating is, I, I suppose, now is, you'd like him to be fit right now, but resting, or just doing not playing games of football. Mm. But the fact that now he's probably got another three or four weeks of rehab, and then start building up again, and then we start, then we're like looking at, then we're looking at the season, where what you wanted was a, like six weeks of him, not, right. just not kicking a ball. But being I'm sure he'll be on holiday and he'll be sure. No, I, I, I get all that. I get all that. But, he's got, be quite but, the but he'll be rehabbing as well, only because he's, you know, because of his arms thing. I maintain, and I'm no, I'm no expert. I just mean, I just think it, it all starts to come when he starts to pound the muscle, mm. it, and his body just can't take the stress, and that happens sometimes mm. in different ways. It happened to Romelu Lukaku when he tried to be clever and start 
bulking up at Man United, and next minute he looked he looked awful. Mm. And then they found that there was something you know he was putting the wrong stuff in his body. I just I don't listen, I'm no expert, but it, that it, there's got to be some kind Probably. of relation because when he was dead skinny he was fine. Yeah. And once the, he started putting stress on his own body, his body can't seem to take it. Mm. And I just wonder whether I mean listen the good I, I suppose the good point is you might be like Baz about it might just be an, an Amsterdam injury. They might look at it now going, we know what the process is. But that's where you've got to go and get a centre forward. You'll start games. No, you're right. And loads of people will be saying, and we see it all the time in the comments with people around our live shows and all of that. It's like, mm. well, we can't rely on him. So, therefore, he is what he is. And I absolutely agree. I wouldn't say any different to anybody. We can't rely on him. Mm. And that's frustrating because we see when... Mm. You see when he's on the top of his game. He looks fit. He's a handful. quick. He's doing, you know, bear camp turns at Brighton to create He's goals. Got that awareness. The awareness is there. He had that one at Palace where it was almost a world. He dragged it back and it's in the side net. And you look and going, he looks sharp. And if we put players around him, and but you can't build it on. I hope he's fit. What has to happen now is Everton need to bring in at least one more striker. But for me, it's got to be two. Whether that's whether that is Tom Cannon becomes number three. And there's Dom, and then there's a mainstay. I don't know. I don't know. I still personally would like a, a, a Dembele on a free and another striker, a, a younger one. But And then he does almost have to prove his fitness. And, and that is him being on the bench and trying to force his way into the first. You team. just need someone who's similar, don't you? Someone who can play in that role. Mm. Yeah, someone who's an aerial threat, but also mobile as well. Who can get about the pitch, has a decent face touch, and can bring other people into play. You don't want to go too far and end up with someone like uh, that on a chew at Southampton who's yeah. just there just to jump for the ball and can't do anything. But you want someone who can replicate that style of a bit more of an old-fashioned number nine. You know, you don't you don't need a, a big camper, a Harry Kane who's dropping into midfield. That's what Malpe tries to do, and mm. granted, he's not as good at it. You haven't just put Malpe in the same no, thing. No, no, I'm Bear, saying and Kane. You know, you should have left your glasses on. No, but I'm saying you know that type of wants yeah, wants to come deep and the, all that. Yeah. We don't need that, but we need mm. someone who can... And maybe they're not as good as a fully fit Calvert-Lewin. Maybe mm. they're not, but they can they keep us in the same style and score goals in their own right and get, get 10 goals over a season if they have to play every game. Because I think if Calvert-Lewin stays fit, those numbers that we just had on screen, they aren't particularly flattering, are they? He's got almost as many big chances missed as Malpe in less mm. games. But double Malpe's goals. Over the course of a season, if he's not going out the team injured all the time, he's sharp, and he's scoring more goals. I do believe mm. that. We said that on Round the Tower last week, didn't we? But mm. Don't forget the Arsenal one at home when Onana went on that run and rolls it across and he's just stretching it, rolls over his foot, there's things like oh, there's that. there's so many and times there's the other, like that. There's the other thing as well that I think sometimes overlooked is that having him frees up other players. Yeah. It's not the fact that you're right and it's big, six chances, you can't say... Malpai's seven is terrible and Dom's, oh, it's all right, because it isn't. He's got to get better at that. But when you've got him as your, as your focal point, it drags other mm. people all over the place and therefore frees up opportunity, as yeah. we saw at the likes of Brighton. Yeah. Yeah, let's just hope we can get something sorted. I don't know whether we will or not. Uh, there you go. That has been the season review. It's a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, to be honest with you. It's all the Dwight talk. The Dwight talk was the guy. Uh Good things about him. Um, there you go. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Make sure to check out the midfielders and defenders if you haven't already. They will be on the screen in a moment, as well as the link 
to Toffee TV Premier, which has daily live exclusive videos on. So make sure you check them out. Thanks for watching. See you later.